This is our song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is our home, the country where our heart is. Here are our hopes, our dreams, our holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as true and high as mine. You may recognize these words and our opening music from the Song of Peace in Sibelius's famous work, Finlandia, written at the end of the 19th century in support of Finnish freedom. And here we are in 2022, watching with great concern the struggles of another land where hopes of independence are being crushed. So it is with these troubled times in much in our minds that we meet this spring morning. And I bid you, all of you, welcome. Those of you who are gathered here in London at Essex Unitarian Church and, and all of you who join us online on Zoom this morning. We're delighted to have you with us and um, that we now have the technology sorted so that you can speak to us and join in actively with our service if you so wish to. Your voices can be heard. And a warm welcome also to those of who will make a connection with us sometime in the future through our video or podcast or by reading this script. Because we're living in an age, aren't we, where, where we're creating new ways to connect. And I'm really glad that we can all be part of this multifaceted gathering of Kensington Unitarians. And thank you to people uh, from far afield, particularly, who've been in touch recently and you've let us know that you appreciate being able to access our services in all these different ways. For those of you I've not met before, my name is Sarah Tinker. I retired as minister with this uh, congregation a year or so ago, and I really appreciate these opportunities to stay in connection with you all. And thank you, all of you all of you here in person for doing all that you can to keep one another safe in what is clearly an ongoing time of pandemic by wearing masks and keeping a social distance from one another. But should we take a pause now? Just bring all of ourselves here and now into this time of togetherness. Wherever we may be, Let's breathe into this moment of worship, creating sacred space by our intention and by our presence. And as we breathe out, we might release anything that's stopping us from being in the present moment. Those niggles, those tensions, those distractions of life, inevitable as they are, perhaps we can just lay them to a side for one, one time so that we might fully experience this being together.
Our chalice lighting today is in recognition of International Women's Day, which took place last Tuesday, the 8th of March. When everyone in this world has a vote and is treated equally, we might not need this candle. When everyone in the world can follow their own hearts and love who they want to love, then we might not need this candle. When everyone in the world is treated as an equal human being, we might not need this candle. But today, we light this simple chalice flame as a symbol of our worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist community to remind us of the issues that continue to need our support. May all people be free from oppression. May all people feel free to express their true selves. Good to see you all. I'm wondering today about leaving a candle unlit for, for the multiplicity of issues that people are dealing with. We are in extremely complex times. And, um, you know, I know how sensitive some of you are to levels of distress in society. For all kinds of reasons, a lot is going on. So let us take care of ourselves. Let's take care of each other. Let's take time to check how we are feeling and let us reach out for help when we need it. If, if anybody is struggling in, in any way, please, please reach out and ask for assistance. I sometimes think of all these candles as like threads of a tapestry of life and if we can just hold those threads lovingly for each other, I do think it makes a difference. Thank you. So let's take all of this now into a time of prayer. Let's perhaps ready ourselves, whatever helps you focus inwards for a while. And I invite us to pray even though we may stumble with the very idea of offering our thoughts to that which is unknown and nameless. So let us pray this day to all that is wise and true, both within and beyond us, that we might find wellsprings of wisdom for ourselves and so align ourselves once more with that which leads to the highest good for all. So let us, let us first pray for, for those who are homeless, all those who do not have a place of their own, nor safety, nor shelter. Let's pray for those who live in fear within their homes, where violence and cruelty wield their power. Let's pray for all those who struggle to afford the homes in which they live and for whom rent or mortgage payments or rising fuel bills are a source of unbelievable distress. Let us pray for those who leave their homelands and make dangerous journeys, seeking new places to call home 
places of security and peace. May help come for all those who suffer in these ways. And may we play our part in assisting others. Let's find the compassion in our hearts and, and the awareness that their suffering could so easily be ours. And if we know ourselves to be fortunate ones with homes that are a place of pleasure and comfort, well, let's give thanks for the homes we enjoy. Let's appreciate all that they provide, never taking our good fortune for granted. And, and not just in our homes, but in the very way we live, our each and every day, may we practice gracious arts of hospitality, welcoming the stranger as friend, allowing people to be themselves, accepting them as they are, recognizing that spark of divine potential that lies within one and all. And in a few moments of shared stillness, now let us send our thoughts and prayers to the wounded places in those we know and in our wider world. We might particularly think of those caught up in the violence and fear of the invasion of Ukraine, affecting not just the people of that land and their neighbors too. And let us hold the world's leaders in our prayers, that they may be inspired to walk paths of peace and reconciliation. And may we know ourselves to be one people living on one planet, one community. May we find peace this day. Amen. And I'm going to um, hand over to Maria now, who's our uh, Zoom host today, who's going to read um, a famous poem, Ozymandias, by Percy Bishy Shelley. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Sarah. I met a traveller from an antique land who said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert, near them on the sand. Half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command. Tell that its sculptor well those passions read, which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things. The hand that mocks them and the heart that fed, and on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings, look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The lone and level sands stretch far away.
Thank you for that, Maria. And uh, yeah, a poem for tyranny everywhere, that one, isn't it? Um, we're going to sing a hymn now. We're going to ask you to keep your masks on, which is sensible in these times. Um, the words are on your hymn sheet and uh, you'll perhaps recognize it as a, it's an Easter hymn, but it just so, I've, I've only chosen a few of the verses to just remind us of spring's powers of regeneration. Let's stay seated for this one. And if you um, keep your hymn uh, sheet with you, I think now we have a shared reading. This is um, adapted from words by um, a ministry friend and colleague, Andy Pakula, and it's called We Are More. Um, and as always, I couldn't remember what I was going to do with this, whether we're going to read the... Let, why don't the congregation as a whole read the words in bold? And I'll read the, the uh, other ones. We are more. We have more resilience than we imagine. We find ourselves coming back from the challenges we expected would crush us. We have more courage than we imagine. We have more power than we imagine. We find ourselves overcoming challenges we thought were insurmountable. We have more imagination than we imagine. 
We find wet, fresh wellsprings of creativity when we seek within. We have more love than we can imagine. We find more love coming to us and from us once we dare to open ourselves to it. In a world so troubled and uncertain for so many, let us harness the resilience, the courage, the power, the imagination and the love. Service to all. Thank you. So we move into the meditative part of our um, service now. Uh, this meditation is called On Mending. Um, and it, it's connecting in with uh, a workshop that next Saturday, our West London Green Spirit Group is holding a workshop for the Spring Equinox, which you can attend in person here at the church or online on Zoom. And the theme is mending and repair. And that's in recognition of the spring season and its qualities of new life and regeneration. So in preparation for this workshop, I have been practicing my darning skills and I've been reading about mending. So these words come from a book that I think some of you would adore. It's a book by the Montenegro sisters called Mending Life, a handbook for repairing clothes and hearts. They invite their readers, and I invite you, to remember a piece of clothing that someone once repaired for you. A button replaced, perhaps? A patch sewn on a torn knee? A seam altered or a hole darned? I'll quote just a short piece from the book to give you a flavour of it. They write, these clothes, they tatter, tear, split, run, rip, unravel, spring holes, things fall apart. But we are gifted with hands that sew, mend, fasten, pin, glue, weave, darn. Things come back together. So for our time of silent meditation, I'm going to suggest that you might like to think of repairs that you have made yourself, or mending that others have helped you with. And it doesn't have to be clothes or crockery. Um, it might be building repairs, or relationships, or bodies even, when skilled hands have eased our cuts and breakages. It might have been a, a task you tackled alone and, and you felt proud of your accomplishment, or, or perhaps a task you joined together with others to complete. What do these words of repair and mending evoke for you? And as always, with Unitarian activities, there is a pass option. My words are simply suggestions. What you choose to focus on is what matters most. So a few words to accompany us into a shared time of stillness together, a silence that last, will last for about uh, two minutes and will lead into music played for us by Peter Crockford and uh, Abby Lerimier, our marvellous musicians today. And that piece is going to be from Mussorgsky's pictures at an exhibition. As we get ourselves comfy for a time of relaxation, doing whatever works best for you. 
allowing our breathing to calm and steady us, perhaps holding on to whatever we want to hold on to or putting down for a while anything that we don't need at this moment. Maybe allowing that tension to drop a bit from our shoulders and our faces. That, that sense that there is no need to keep up appearances or be anyone other than who we are. Softening our gaze or closing our eyes or focusing on something like the candle flames, something that draws our attention and pleases our eye. I invite you to consider this theme of mending and repair.
Thank you, you two lovely musicians, for tackling that piece of music. It's called The Great Gate of Kiev from Mussorgsky's Pictures at an Exhibition. It's really been a favourite piece of mine for so many years. It was one of the few classical LPs that I owned as a teenager. Do you remember those days where you only had one or two? So you got to know them really, really well. Mussorgsky wrote this collection of musical pieces in response to pictures um, by a friend and fellow artist and architect, Victor Hartmann. And his picture of the Great Gate of Kiev won a competition that was established by Tsar Alexander II. But in the end, the winning design was never built, although I've read this week that there are the remains of a golden gate in the old part of Kiev, apparently dating back to the 11th century. And now the world awaits, looking on with horror, with disbelief, as, the, as Ukraine is invaded and Kiev is surrounded. Our hearts are aching, aren't they? As uh, the news of their suffering is, is reported to us, many of us are feeling anxious and afraid, deeply troubled as yet another part of the world is turned upside down by man's inhumanity to man. It would be hard not to despair of human nature when we hear of attacks launched against hospitals, kindergartens and homes. Such destruction, such violence is abhorrent to us. It seems so wasteful, doesn't it? So very wrong. And yet our knowledge of the world tells us that destruction has always formed part of human existence. And we know that the natural world itself demonstrates cycles of destruction through floods and hurricanes, wildfires and storms. Even here at gentle old Essex Church, we've suffered storm damage recently, which brought down part of our beloved strawberry tree in the back garden. Um, you can have a look afterwards, it, it will survive. Um, but nature's destructive forces, they're not deliberately targeted, are they? No wonder that we struggle then to make sense of human destructiveness, damage willfully aimed at individuals and social groupings with such little respect for human life itself. Our hearts truly ache when people are hurt. For people just like us are hurting other people also, just like us, how do we make sense of these destructive aspects of human nature? You perhaps have heard of the Jewish uh, teaching of Tikkun Olam, a duty given to all Jews, a duty sometimes described in Reform Judaism as repair of the world. It's known as the Midrash of the broken vessel, Midrash meaning explanation or exposition. And the story is told that before God created the world, there was only God. And when God decided to create the world, God moved aside in order to create a space for the world. And it was in that space that the universe was formed. But now in that space, there was no God. So God created divine sparks, light to be placed back into God's creation. And when God created light and placed light inside of creation, special containers, precious vessels, were prepared to hold that light. But there was an accident, a cosmic accident. The containers broke. 
The universe became filled with sparks of God's divine light and shards of broken containers. And the Midrash teaches us that until the sparks of God's light are gathered together, the task of creation will not be complete. For Jews, this then is a solemn duty called Tikkun Olam, repair of the world. And if the task seems too great, the answer is to start small with acts of mending and repair, of restitution and regeneration, wherever and whenever we can. And my thanks go to Daniel Silver because I've adapted some of his words in that story. It's a story that's always spoken to me um, because I suppose I've spent a lot of my life wondering why we behave so badly and why we cannot make a better job of living on this beautiful planet. Maybe this story helps to explain why we humans feel better when we've done something in response to life's tragedies and challenges. It links actually with the advice, I think, on the front of the order of service today. Um, it's, this is Maxine Hong Kingston who writes, children, everybody, here's what we do during war. In a time of destruction, create something, a poem, a parade, a community, a school, a vow, a moral principle, one peaceful moment. We humans, we are both creators and destroyers. And when we respond creatively to acts of destruction, we join in a mending process that may help heal. We know that not everything can be mended, don't we? That not every wound will heal. Sometimes the very item that we seek to repair just falls apart even further whilst we hold it gently in our caring hands. But we do what we can do, yet it may not always be enough. But we tried. And that is my suggestion to us all as we watch world events unfold in the days that lie ahead. Let's do something. Let us do the little we can do to right wrongs, to seek healing, to redress injustices. Here in Notting Hill, our church sits round the corner from the Russian embassy, and I salute all those who stand in protest before those walls, just as I salute everybody who reminds me that this is not a fight caused by all Russians. And just down the road is the Ukrainian embassy and the statue of St. Volodymyr, Ukraine's patron saint, now decorated with sunflowers and other gifts. And, and there's a visit uh, to that statue later on. The history of humanity on planet Earth has been a history of invasion and oppression. There's nothing new under the sun. But let us be the ones who remember that we are divine sparks of shattered light. We can bring people together and seek commonalities. We can step way, way beyond stories of right and wrong, of simplistic polarities of good and bad. Let's remember that our individual and our collective parts in such cycles of violence, they are complex and confusing. We are all implicated. And so these issues are worthy of our deep spiritual contemplation. 
that new insights and awareness might arise. So let us darn socks and pick up litter and try and stick old plates back together again. For in each small act of mending, I do believe we help to repair this world. We're helping to heal the nations. And so may it be. And we get to sing again now. And um, I invite you to decide if you would like to stand or sit for this one. We're going to be singing hymn number 198, which is on your um, order sheet. And people at Zoom, on Zoom, please join in. You are safely muted. Uh, but it would nice, be nice to think of you singing along with us for the healing of the nations. everybody so some announcements um, which I think will also be on the back of your order of service sheet I mentioned there's a getting to know you walk today after the service led by David Carter who is there waving uh, which will include a, a visit to the statue of st. Volodymyr where you'll be laying flowers beautiful flowers 
in honour of the people of Ukraine. Um, so David suggests, you know, get yourself sorted and make yourself known to him if you're planning to join the walk so he doesn't set off without you. If you've never been to a, a heart and soul gathering before, those happen um, on many day evenings of the week, uh, but there are evenings with Jane tonight and Friday, 7 p.m. online. It's a lovely, deeply spiritual gathering. Everybody welcome. And the theme for this week is making plans. Don't forget the coffee morning on Zoom every Tuesday at 10.30, good conversation guaranteed. And I've already mentioned the Green Spirit Spring Equinox workshop, so do let me know if you would like to come along with that and do bring your mending projects. All will be welcome. So, some closing words. There is too much hardship in this world to not find joy every day. There is too much injustice in this world to not right the balance every day. There is too much pain in this world to not heal every day. Each of us ministers to a weary world where so much is in need of regeneration and repair. So let us go forth now and do the little we can to repair this world, to assist it in being more loving more compassionate and more filled with the grace of divine presence every day. Amen. Amen. Go well, everyone, and blessed be.